Welcome back to part of the grand design. It has been a little bit. <laughs> How's your summer been, Aiden? Uh, I wish I could say it's been like all the summers I've had before, but I'm just working, working, working. Yeah, I know when you came in, you said you've been busier than ever. Yeah. What What are you trying to do to yourself, man? You got to have a little fun this I, summer. <laughs> I just need money, man. <laughs> Yesterday, I worked for 13 hours. Mm. Jeez. Um, this upcoming Friday and Saturday, I'm working... 13 hours and then 14 hours. Okay. So is it for college? What do you, what's all the money going to be put mainly, away for? College. mainly college, mainly college. Where are you working at? Uh, Timber Ridge, Lake Geneva. I'm a lifeguard. Okay. So that's a long shift to be sitting there walking around, yeah. making sure people don't drop their donuts in yeah, the water. Yeah. Or <laughs> Yesterday I got in 45,000 steps. Wow. Mm. That's see, I don't like register a thousand steps in my normal day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if it's like a youth group day, then yeah. it's a lot, right? Or if it's uh, a day where we're heading to one of the campuses, but otherwise I'm, you know, my office is, that's a lot of steps and you're doing a day after day, dude. Yeah. Well, it's also because short staff, short as always. Staff. Yeah. Every single place you go to is short staff. So that's how, so how long have you been you a lifeguard do. there? Um, well, I've been working there for about mm, nine months, but I became a lifeguard six months ago. Six February. months ago. So not that long. Yeah. Is it something that you, one of those jobs where you just dread going to work or do you like it? I like it because, I mean, it's a really nice place to work. I feel like I'm almost like promoting it right now, but I mean, it, it's, a well, good, it's a good place to free work. Free commercial <laughs> yeah, for them. Right. I'm just, you know, right. I'm worried about you is the only reason I'm asking <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> no, I like the place. Okay. Like everyone that works there, we're all like family. So right, it's well, really chill. You know, I've got to ask because at least this is the way my brain works. As soon as I hear somebody's a lifeguard, I'm like, have you saved somebody's life yet? Oh, absolutely. Really? Many, many times. Wow. Yeah. It happens that often. Yeah. I'd say it's about like once every other week. Wow. It's kind of a, kind of chilling the first time it happens, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So it's, it's usually just like it's a water park, right? Timber Ridge. Mm. So there's slides and stuff, right? But a lot of that goes into shallow water, doesn't it? Well, we are a um, shallow water facility, so all our pools are under five feet. So we'll have little kids, like toddlers that are like, I don't know, two or three feet Oh, so you're talking about little children. Oh, yeah. Most of the saves I've had are are children. Where are the parents? Uh, Being (laughs) irresponsible and not looking after their kids. All right. Well, we're not trying to (laughs) give anybody... A hard time, but yeah. man, watch your kids. Yeah, okay. right? <laughs> Please, watch your kids. Oh, well, I'm happy you could be in here today, guys. I yeah. know it's been uh, a little bit since our last episode, but, you know, things have been busy on both ends. and That's very true. You know, we're hoping we can get a few in the can this month so that we can sparse it out over the, at least the beginning of the school year because you got your senior year coming up, man. Yeah, true. Are you excited? Mm. Or are you like... Already ready to be done. I'm already ready to be done. You, it hasn't you, even started. You've already got senioritis. <laughs> I you know. can't have senioritis before your senior year starts, man. I know, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, but I, I get it, man. I get it. This is the you're talking about the tail end of a 12 year run mm-hmm. of school, and I get why students get to this point because usually by their junior year you've done the majority of what needs to be done. Yeah, all I need to take is two more English. Yeah. Credits and right. So this you and at most every other senior, right? They're just mm-hmm. spend most of their senior year twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, exactly. And the, you do. know, I, that at least that was me. I had I think one or two classes I had to take, mm-hmm. 
I, but the best thing that happened to me actually as a senior is trying to fill my schedule. I had like four study halls. Yeah. I took theater. They, there was two classes that they offered the acting or theater class it was first period, last period. And I just took them both because I, oh, it was the first time they'd ever split it up because we never had enough kids to split it up. Yeah. And this time a ton of people signed up. And so year. they had two. And I was like, man, I want to, half my friends ended up in each one. So I just showed up to the other class. Well, how is that doing like first hour and last hour? Because I want my two English classes to be like right in the beginning. So mm-hmm. that way I can just leave. Just get out of Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I ended up, I did end up taking keyboard my oh, senior year. And so I learned how to type thinking it was going to be a blow off class. And it's probably the skill I've used more than any yeah, class I've right? taken <laughs> in all of my years of high school. I typed like a maniac because of that stupid class. Yeah. So there it is. Well, look, man, I'm glad that you're here, dude. And, you know, usually, ladies and gentlemen, those who are listening, you there's a third person in the booth with us. Usually we have a guest and, you know, the, the grand design is all about sharing stories. But today we're going to we're going to be talking one on one about just want to hear about what's been going on with with you, how things are going in general. And uh, we'll have some guests. Don't worry on some upcoming mm-hmm. episodes. So. Aiden, how, you know, now that it's been, what, three, four months, I think, since we yeah. sat down in the studio, mm-hmm. how have things been going for you, man, uh, from a faith standpoint? How's how's your walk? Well, I've seen, um, I'd say things have been very productive That's in good. this time, and I know that in this upcoming season, things are going to be a lot more productive. I mentioned um, talking to you about the topic, yeah, which was... Plan. 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 <laughs> That's see, yeah, I don't. Plan. This is all I know. I'm coming in totally, <laughs> yeah, totally blind right. on this, which I actually kind of kind of like. But yeah, Aiden just messaged me yesterday saying, "Let's just talk about you know you said you've been struggling knowing what God's plan is for you. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about that." So, yeah. So I wrote down some questions. Um, yeah, I guess the first overall question. It's not really something you can answer in a few. It's gonna be a short sentences. episode if I don't know is the answer yeah, to all of right, these right. questions. <laughs> <laughs> So the first one, like the overall question is, how do I know what God's will is for me? Hmm. That is a good question. I'm going to do that really annoying thing that people do and answer a question with a question. With a question. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I mean, I will, I'll expand, but yeah. you know, we'll we'll start there. When you, just because I want to know specifically what you're asking. So when you say God's will for you, are you meaning moment to moment? Or are you meaning in general over the course of your life? Um, I mean, most mostly like in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been focusing on like college and where I want to go and what God, you know, where God mm-hmm. wants me to go, what he wants me to do for a career. Because, you know, there's things that I want to do, but I don't know if that's God's will. So I could go into music. Mm-hmm. I could go be a teacher, yada, 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 mm-hmm. what, whatever. But I want it to be God's will. That's what's most important for me. Yeah. So most important to you other than anything is doing with your life, what you feel like God puts you here on earth to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And beyond that, man, the first thing I'll say is you're not struggling with anything that every senior in high school, Mm -hmm. (laughs) well, or most seniors in high school struggle with, which is, okay, I'm almost done. Now what? Yeah, exactly. Right. What am I going to do? Uh, a lot of people are considering that question without considering God's input into that question. Right. Mm -hmm. But everybody, whether they want to know 
the direction God wants them to go or not, they're thinking to themselves right now in your shoes, what's after school? Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, ever since kindergarten, like, all my teachers have been telling me, oh, you, you got so much time to figure out your life. And now it's senior year. And they're saying <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> well, but you do. Cause I was just say that I was just going to say the same thing. You still have plenty of time. Don't think, and I'll we'll deep, dive deeper into this. This isn't my overall answer. But in general, don't think that you've got to have it all figured out yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me just try the, to calm you down at least as far as that goes like you have time you do okay honestly bro there i I didn't figure out what i wanted to do i didn't even figure out what what god's calling on my life was until i was 30 years old oh wow do you know what i'm saying yeah would it be easier if i had known that sooner yes (laughs) (laughs) and uh but i don't know if i was ready sooner than that to do that Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying i I don't know if i well i certainly wasn't spiritually mature enough to do it and i also don't know if i'd been in a time in my place time or place in my life to be able to even consider doing what god had called me to do and i found out later my my calling was youth ministry and that's why i'm with youth for christ right for that reason all that being said and and kind of pushed aside for a second so first understand that you don't have to have this figured out yet and that honestly for me God, knowing God's will and following God's will is an ongoing process that changes and flows over time. Okay. Yeah. And for me, it's been more about in a, in a general sense in the moment to moment, which is why I'd asked that question, yeah. you know, before, because we can be sure of a few things about God, right? I apologize if I'm kind of all over the map here, but it helps me to go from the macro to the micro. Okay. So from big picture to little picture. Mm-hmm. And so I go, I go, okay, I go, okay, here's this vast and infinite God. And what do we know about him? Well, the first thing we know is that God is the creator. This is the first thing we learn about God in the Bible. When we crack it open, Genesis one, right? Yeah. God is the good creator. He created it and it was good. <laughs> and so we know, and all we have to do is look out the window to be able to see God's goodness in yeah. creation, right? And so we know God's a good creator. We also know God is a designer in that he he has designed things throughout history and designed creation before he pulled the trigger on it, right? Yeah. He didn't just go, well, yeah, just, just, uh, <laughs> throw this together. Yeah. Hey, look what hey, that is. Hey, that's pretty cool. That's pretty man. cool. No, right? Design. <laughs> There's a design behind the creation, yeah. right? And so we, that, that also extends into the lives of his people that he is a designer, mm-hmm. right? Um, for example, let's go back to David. In David's life, God's design is evident in that the people were were screaming for a king. We want a king. They're like, God's like, no, you don't need a king. Yeah. He's like, no, we really want to be like everybody else and we want to have a king, right? And so mm-hmm. he gives them Saul, right? And that, that right. didn't work out super well nope. <laughs> for Saul. And so God designed for David to be the next king, right? He sent Samuel who anointed him and he became uh, Saul's armor bearer and they went through that whole thing and and God designed those steps and he designed it to happen this way where David would become the king of Israel. Mm -hmm. That is a plan designed by God put into motion. And even further beyond that, right? And he said, later on from your branch, there will be a king that will come to save your people. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's something we can look back at. And as a side point, God's design is always 
a thousand times easier to see when we look backwards than it yeah. is when we look forward. Right. <laughs> right? Because we're terrible at looking forward because mm -hmm. we can't see that yeah, way. Right. right. And so it's all guesswork and it's all, oh gosh, what do you think? What's he plan? Is he, is he even working in this at all? Yeah. And then you look back and you go, Oh yeah, it was he, that worked out. That worked out. God was working. Look, look at him doing this and that and that. Right. Yeah. And so we can now look back at that prophecy from David and see, well, that worked out because that's exactly what happened. God said there'd be a King. Eventually he sent Jesus who was the promised King. God designed that all to happen that way. Yeah. He designed the whole way that we were, he was going to fix his relationship with us, which was through the death of Jesus, right? Yeah. That was all part of his design. So we go, okay, God is a creator. He is a designer. He has a plan for David. He had a plan for Jesus. He has a plan for every single person that he creates. He even says all kinds of things in the Bible that the, the good works that I prepared in advance for you to do. So we know that there's things planned for us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, there's good works prepared in advance for us to do for God. And so you go, okay, well, what on earth are those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this helps me, first of all, and the reason I always go back that far is it helps me to go, okay, here's what we know for sure about God. There definitely is a good plan in place for me. Yeah. Even if I'm not sure what it is. And that always gives me a little bit of peace and hope because God's plan isn't going to be derailed, even by my stupidness. I'll yeah. just say it. <laughs> okay. Right. Like and when I say stupidness, I don't mean like I'm an idiot. I mean, walking through the wrong door, yeah. crawling through the wrong window. You know, if the doors and the windows are the options as we walk down the hallway of, you know, mm -hmm. oh, maybe we'll go in this door and we'll go into this field or, you know, we'll make this decision. We'll do that. Yeah. Like we could, we could ultimately refuse to follow God, but here's what I'm saying beyond that. God's will in general is clearly evident in scripture in that all Christians share to a certain extent, the same purpose to glorify God. Right. So what I mean by there's, there's a general purpose is kind of evident here in Romans eight. Okay. So Romans eight twenty eight is a famous verse mm -hmm. that everybody knows. It's, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's a lot, the part that everybody knows. What, what's after that? <laughs> like, because it says those who are called according to his purpose. Well, what is his purpose yeah. that he's called us to? And well, it says it right afterwards. It says for, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Well, there it is. The purpose that we have in God is to be conformed to the image of his son. This is what it says right here in scripture after he says, those who are called according to my purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So the overall purpose of, a, of the life of a Christian, this isn't an individualized purpose, but we start with the general, that's the macro, the big, and then we come down to the, the micro. We know that regardless of whatever decisions I'm making as far as whether I want to be a teacher or an astronaut, the, the first purpose as a Christian that we share with all Christians is to become more and more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing we can answer when somebody asks us, well, what's God's plan for me? What's God's plan for you? And say, well, first and foremost, it's to continue to be sanctified. And saying the process of sanctification is, to, is the process of becoming more and more like Jesus, right? So my first purpose is following Jesus, 
reading his word, growing in faith, trying to embody more and more each day. And as we get older, hopefully we get better at it as we mature as Christians, right? We're never going to fully become like Jesus because not until the day that we're glorified in heaven will we ever be able to to be sinless. Mm -hmm. But that's our first purpose. Am I becoming more Christ-like? So you're saying... That, I mean, in the end, careers matter, you know, what you did in mm-hmm. life. It matters to an extent, though. Mm-hmm. What really, really matters is what you did for God and how you represented him and glorified him. Yeah, man, because everything we do, I mean, any occupation can be a ministry, right? I always laugh like, oh, man, you went into ministry. I'm like, yeah, guess what? You're in ministry, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't have to be a martyr or a pastor or a... No. An evangelist. <laughs> no. And so any any work that you do, man, if you go, well, I'm going to work unto the Lord, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. do this job like God is my boss and yeah. it's for his glory and his glorification. And the people that I interact with, they're going to know who God is because they know me. And that's why we're supposed to be more and more like Jesus, because we're supposed to be reflections of him than whatever job we're in. We're fulfilling his purpose, which is to become more and more like him. Then you look into things like Matthew and the Great Commission, right? Where it's Mm -hmm. like, go, this is a straight commission from Jesus himself. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, right? Mm -hmm. Baptizing them. And I'll be with you while you do this. To the end of the age. Yeah. And, okay, well, there's another clear purpose given to us by Jesus, right? So wherever we are, we have a great commission to follow. Whatever we're doing, are we becoming more and more like Jesus? This is on the macro. Not that... God doesn't have necessarily a plan for you to do in the micro, meaning the type of work you do. Some people are called to non-religious lines of work by God for a reason, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, oh, isn't that nice? God had a calling in your life to go be a missionary in Africa or something. You know, like, yeah. Oh, I just work at this hot dog stand. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> I guess God didn't care about what I did yeah. for a living, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You'd think that unless there's somebody specifically that works at that hot dog stand that God is going to use you specifically to reach. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there's all kinds of reasons that people think now going even further into this, there's another verse that I use as far as in the work that we do. This is in, this is in first Thessalonians five. This is verses 12 through 23. Okay. This is good when it, when it's just, Again, we're getting closer and closer to the micro with these different verses, right? This says, now we ask you, this is Paul writing, right? We ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. I mean, it's right there. This is God's will for you (laughs) to do these things. Now we're talking about not just what you do, but how you are with people, right? Are you working hard? Value the people in your life that are working hard and warn the people that aren't doing anything that are idle and disruptive. Rejoice always. Give thanks in all circumstances. I'm about have an attitude of gratitude, right? Pray continuously. 
And it goes on, it says, don't quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. And may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you. Again, there's our purpose, through and through. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Yeah. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. God's word, people always, and this is not, just, this is not you necessarily, so don't take this the wrong way if I say people. But a lot of people ask this question. Oh, gosh, I wish I knew what God wanted me to do. Like, well, man, the Bible is chock full of here's what God wants you to do. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's true. And you don't actually have to go very far to really learn a lot about what God's will is. And so that's always step one is becoming more like him. Because what I found, at least for me, when I struggled with, because I struggled with the same questions, man. The more I focused on just becoming more like Christ, the more my will and God's will lined up because I was becoming more like him and I was reading this more and I was praying more and I was learning more about it. Our will started to be the same because not that I have like exert the will of God, but that I, because I was becoming more like him, I understood more about what he was like and what he wanted. And so those things naturally came together. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now on the micro level, man, specifically what you want to do, there's nothing that's ever going to happen where you're going to get like an owl that delivers you a letter, right? And it's just like yeah. mailman on it. Like, yeah, this right. is what God wants you to do. <laughs> um, but everybody's been given gifts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know about the spiritual gifts. Oh, yeah. And I've been talking to a different pastor about that lately. Yeah. So talk to me about what you think your spiritual gifts are. Okay. Well, I took this test and it wasn't like a BuzzFeed test, like, you know, answer five questions. I'll tell you what kind life. of Disney princess. Yeah, are right, you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, exactly like that, but I think I got like five or six. There's, there were like 24 different things. I got like six. Um, yeah. One of them was evangelism, which is, you know, obviously just telling people about Christ. Mm-hmm. Another one was exhortation, mm-hmm. which I think that's just like honoring God with your works. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was prophecy, which I, that was, it was kind of cool to see that. Um, That's cool. Yeah. One of them was pastor slash shepherd, you know, just yeah. lead, leading people to Christ. Yep. Um, one of them was knowledge okay, or wisdom, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And which is really cool with that one because someone actually spoke a word over me that one of my spiritual gifts was wisdom. Oh, wow. And then I took the test and that's it. And there you go. Yeah. And the last one was mercy. Okay. God has specifically given each of us gifts and tools because we're all supposed to work together, (laughs) right? Right. And so he wants, you know, we, and I mean, we as in the church are supposed to be a body made up of many parts and that each part serves a function and a purpose that somebody else can't because we're all better at different things, right? Yeah. Of those other things, somebody else is great in all the ways you're not, mm-hmm. and you are filling in the gaps for that other person, right? And so the eyes serve a f- different function than the feet do, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, as far as the body of Christ goes. So that's one way you can also answer that question on a micro level. Well, what's God have for me, right? Well, what are my, first of all, how has he gifted me? These are specific tools that God gave me to fulfill the purpose that he has for me in my life. And so when you're starting to consider what to do, you can measure those things like, oh, I don't know if I go into this field or this field. You can measure those things against the way God's gifted you and say, okay, is this something that aligns, that goes together like Lego bricks, which is a very satisfying thing. I think we both got distracted <laughs> once you said Legos. Yep, sorry. But do you know what I mean? Like, what is is this thing that I'm considering, whether it's music or, as you said, or I don't know what the other things 
were, but God can use you in any of those fields. Do they fit in with your gifting? And that has always been very helpful in me discerning what next step to take. Beyond that, it was a lot of prayer. And what I would generally do is try my best to follow the Spirit's leading, right? Mm-hmm. It was a Spirit that led me into ministry, the Holy Spirit, I mean, right? It was this thought that would not go away <laughs> because I I knew it was from God because I tried my best to go, that's dumb. I'm not, not going to do that. That's stupid. Why do I keep thinking about yeah. this? I'm never in a million years going to go into ministry. Yeah. And so it just, when it just wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop, I had to go, where is this coming from? And then it's a lot of prayer. It's a lot of, is this, am I misreading this, right? And, and you pray through it and you, and you ask the spirit for peace because, you know, God says that when you're anxious about something, you pray and God will give you a peace about it, right? That defies understanding. And so especially if I was choosing between two things, I'd be like, God, give me a peace about one of these things. If this is, the way between these two that I need to go. One of them, you give me a piece about one. And every time it's happened, every single time, man, where I'll sit there and when I quiet myself and I pray and I've prayed for peace in one area and the other, and I eventually sit down and I go, you know which one you have more peace about. Yeah. And if you've prayed through it, I've trusted that and it hasn't steered me wrong yet. Well, that's comforting. Mm-hmm. What's the next question? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you answered a whole lot. Oh, of did questions I? I'm sorry. I just well, kind of okay. see. I just went off on a ramble, and I yeah. just got it. I, so I apologize. This is like mostly me talking in this no, episode. No, I, I don't mind, man. It's all right. <laughs> did you have 47 questions on there? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I guess you kind of answered this, but we can go over it. Sure. Um, will God give hints or clues that reveal to me a mm. piece of information relating to the grand design? Mm. If so, what should I look for? Yeah. So, did you ever see Bruce Almighty? Absolutely. Yeah, so you know when he's driving down the street and he's like, you can just give me a sign and this truck full of yeah, signs yeah. just pulls out in front of him. I don't know if that really <laughs> yeah. ever happens. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, this stupid truck out yeah, in front of me. Yeah. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> I, think, I think God, not to say that God never gives us signs or clues or hints, God speaks to us in any number of ways. And, and so most of the time it's, do we have our eyes open, right? Like in that case with Bruce, he's literally praying for a sign. Yeah, It drops right in his face and he's not, like his eyes are not open. Yeah. He's not connecting the dots or paying attention or realizing what's happening here, right? And so that's a very extreme example, but it illuminates a point in that God often probably speaks to us in ways where we're just like so oblivious and so just going through our lives and, focused on what we want to focus on that we don't even realize when it's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is what I pray for a lot is God help me to notice things, not just when, when he's speaking, but people in need opportunities for conversations with people. There's, I, I really get depressed when I think about how many opportunities God probably gave me to talk to somebody, but because I was like, worried about what I was doing in the next 15 minutes that yeah. I didn't even realize it was an opportunity. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I pray for like focus. <laughs> and so I think a lot of times maybe he won't put a sign truck in front of us, but God will talk to us through uh, spiritual leaders, trusted people in your life. Other adult, like he speaks to me through my wife. God uses pastors, uh, mentors, other Christians in our life, trusted people. He talks to us through the Holy Spirit, right? Which is that that kind of inner voice that we pray to. We sometimes need to, do, or rather, quiet ourselves so that we can hear. 
and know. And usually that's not an audible voice so much as it is, uh, like I was saying before, peace and a feeling and those yeah. types of things. And some people might call it their gut, right? Well, when your gut is filled with the Holy Spirit, then you can trust your gut maybe a little bit more. Not that we always make the right decision with our gut because we're still, even with the Spirit living inside of us, we're still sinful people right. prone to mistake. But the, the beauty is that don't ever be afraid to fail <laughs> because our failure can't derail ultimately God's plan. So it come, come, kind of comes back to that, right? Yeah. That every time, because I've, I've failed more times than I care to admit. <laughs> But God, but God always is like, well, check it out. The road bent this way, but this is where we're going yeah, now, right? Exactly. And so it always is, like I said, clear looking backwards that even my failures were part of what God was trying to do. Yeah, so that makes sense. So it's kind of like the destination is the same, but the road you take, you know, there's if so you're, many different roads to take. Yes, it, the road you take could be very different and still get to the same destination because God is the one that has set the path and the destination, right? And so... He can take us any number of ways to get there. <laughs> right. And as long as we're following him and we're trying to become more and more like him, then we're never going to stray too far off the path. Yeah. Does that make sense? And so we don't have to stress so much about step by step exactly if I'm following yeah, the right direction. Yeah, it makes sense. My life verse is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which is yeah. it matches up along with this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and yeah. he will make straight your path. So that's what I would say to you, man. I would just say, trust God, no matter where you're going, mm -hmm. right? And he's ultimately going to make your path straight. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess one more question quick sure. is, until we know, I relating to more of a career. Yeah, sure. Until we know what God wants us to do for sure, when we're, say, in a preparation mm -hmm. phase, mm -hmm. what should we do in that phase? Well, you can continue to prepare to the extent possible, right, before mm -hmm. you're making a final decision one way or the other, right? You're finishing school, so you finish strong, right, regardless of what you're going to do after school. You focus on doing that. You can focus on, I mean, really praying through the rest of this year in preparation for that decision, whenever it's looming or whenever you have to finally make that call, I'm going to go this direction or that. Yeah. So that by the time you're making that decision, you'll probably be surprised how much peace you have about going one way or the other, how much you, if you've really worked on your faith, if you've really been seeking after the Lord, if you've been becoming more and more like Christ to the extent possible, considering all the back steps we take as, as sinful humans, <laughs> Considering all those things, you do that. I think when the time comes, you're going to find the decision, although maybe not easy, more clear. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And don't feel bad. There's, I mean, dude, I've what on earth is that noise? I was wondering the same thing, <laughs> man. <laughs> you guys probably can't hear it through the microphone, but it sounds like a UFO is landing outside. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> 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 We're hearing it through our headphones. It was like. I'm like, oh, they're here. They're finally here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this is probably as good a time as any for us to wrap up because with the UFO noise outside, I don't know yeah. how much we can focus after <laughs> yeah. this anyway. But hopefully this has been helpful, brother. And, and, and you know, hopefully Absolutely. the people at home that are listening could be sitting in that same situation that you are, right? And hopefully this is helpful for them too. And, and that's the one thing I will say is don't be afraid to share your struggles with the people around you, right? Because... Yeah. There is no struggle except that which is common unto man, Bible mm -hmm. says, right? And so we think we go through these things alone, but we don't. Your struggles are common to mankind. Right. <laughs> so 
there are other people that are going to be going through the same thing. I know there's people that, because I mean, I work with students. And so I, a lot of the seniors that just graduated, they've already finished their senior year. And some of them are like, uh, what now? <laughs> you yeah. know? So like you guys can help each other. You can talk to each other. You can strengthen each other, right? You can be there and, um, you know, so don't, because maybe you don't have all the answers. Don't be afraid to still engage people on, on this because it'll be a mutual help to both of you. So always, always use that to help others, man. Thank you, Aiden. Yeah. For being here, brother. And, uh, I'm excited as we go through the year to, to see if you feel like you're getting clarity more and more as we go through. Yeah, for sure. So we get there, brother. Mm-hmm. And thank you all for listening at home. We appreciate it. Hey, you know what? If you can share the podcast, with somebody in your life that you think could utilize. Maybe there's someone that you think is kind of struggling to know their direction or, or not only forget trying to figure out what God's plan for their career is. They, they don't even know if God has a plan for them at all, right? There's people there too. So share this with them and hopefully we've been a help and uh, we'll see you guys on the next part of the grand design. Bye.